If you like what you hear, come and visit me at youtube.com slash tiptoe the tank and see this content in all its glory. Artyom was four years old when the Great War happened. It was over 20 years ago and he just can't seem to remember his mother's face against the backlash of sunlight and life. She got him to safety underground into the care of a man named Alexander Sukio before she died. So many of his young memories have gone though. In their place are reminders of the cruelty of life underground. After the bombing of the Dark One's nest at the Botanical Gardens on the surface, Artyom and the Order made it back to safety in the Metro, but life didn't get better. Threats of destruction didn't go away. Attentions just churned different directions. Greed and cruelty filled the void left by the Dark Ones. If anyone thought that security would come after their destruction, they were sorely mistaken. Of course it wouldn't. The war between the Reds and the Nazis just got worse after the discovery of D6 was made public. D6 could have been hope and unity. Who knew what this relic from the past held, beyond just computers and pre-war machinery? What if there were stockpiles of food, medicine, usable tech? They could dive into the depths of D6 together, expand upon the metro, and after two decades of suffering and pain, perhaps finally find stability, if not flourish within D6. But instead, conniving and plotting began amidst factions within the metro to take control of D6. It's just... exhausting. Exhausting. The greed and hatred the need for control and dominance. Why are we this way? Why can things not be different? Artyom has not been able to let go of the destruction of the Dark Ones. There are too many unanswered questions. Artyom has joined the Order now, become a ranger, residing within D6 as troubles continue to brew. A year past the destruction of the Old Ones, his old friend Khan arrives at D6 to inform the rangers that a Dark One is on the surface. It did not die with the bombing of the botanical garden. Khan is enthusiastic that this is a good thing, that contact must be made with this dark one, that it could be the key to humanity's future. By the way, did you know that a ranger named Lesnitsky has vanished and something was taken from a D6 lab? <clears throat> Sorry, what? Oh, there's a dark one still on the surface. Khan informs Colonel Miller of this, the leader of the Sparta Rangers. And Khan asks that Artyom goes to the surface with him, to the botanical gardens to make contact with this being, to understand it. A single dark one is no threat. This is an opportunity to finally communicate with them. Miller does not permit this, instead removing Khan from the situation entirely and sending Artyom out with his daughter Anna, a Sparta sniper, to kill the dark one. Artyom internally fights this order, not wanting to kill the dark one. When they finally hunt it down on the surface, Artyom chases it, but it's just a child. Still, when cornered, it disables Artyom, though it does not hurt him. The pain comes when they are captured by a patrol of the Fourth Reich, the Nazi faction from within the Metro. Anna is not found by them, but the Dark One is taken, and Artyom is placed into one of their prisons. Typically, the Reich does not interfere with the Order, and Artyom's presence there troubles the officers conducting interrogations, though they are not above killing members of the Order. There, he meets Pavel, a member of the Communist Reds, a faction at constant war with the Nazi Reich. 
Pavel makes the first move against the officers of the Reich, giving the duo an opening for escaping. The two are quick friends, setting aside differences to get away from this horrific place, and together, they make it to the safety of red-controlled tunnels at the theater station, against all odds. Through burrows of spiders, through the infested and poisonous surface, through the dangerous tunnels of the metro, saving each other's lives time and time again, Pavel promises that he will help Artyom get to Polis. They are friends and comrades. It's the least that he can do for him. That's quickly exposed as a lie, however, when Pavel drugs Artyom and turns him over to his commanding officers for interrogation. Pavel is no cannon fodder amongst the Red Line. Pavel is a ranking military official. Pavel has a vested interest in getting Artyom into Red Line territory. Do you remember that name? Oh, what was it? Ah, Lesnitsky. Lesnitsky is here, standing at the side of a Red Line communist general named Corbett. Lesnitsky explains to the general who exactly Artyom is. So, Lesnitsky was working for the communists. What did he inform them of? What did Lesnitsky go AWOL with when he left D6? Hmm. This betrayal by Pavel leads to a rather unpleasant sequence of interrogations at the hands of the Reds. First, General Corbett demands information in regards to the child Dark One. Then the supposed leader of the Red Line, a man named Maxim Moskvin, interrupts, demanding information about D6, immediately using physical threats and brutality against Artyom to extract his answers, or at least in an attempt to extract answers. It doesn't work. It clearly doesn't work. In fact, it's quite a pathetic show of authority from this overweight hitler stash doughy diaper boy. It takes a lot of bravery to physically assault someone tied to a chair, doesn't it? Maxim Mosvin's son, Leonid, calls him on this brutality, leaking in front of Artyom that Maxim's brother ruled peacefully without violence. This thuggery is unnecessary and, well, Leonid runs away from the interrogation when Maxim mocks him, causing Maxim to give chase to Leonid. It's, it's a very weird dynamic, so let's, let's not dwell on it. General Corbett drugs Artyom, extracting information about the Dark One. It's during this drugging sequence that Artyom remembers something, himself as a child, going to the surface with two friends, opening the doors to the metro, being attacked by animal mutants on the surface, a place they're not supposed to be. Little Artyom freezes during the attack, then saved by a tall, dark being. In his drugged haze, Artyom overhears General Corbett order our treacherous friend Pavel to retrieve a package at an outpost called Venice and to see to the capture of the child Dark One. Artyom is saved from execution by the graces of Leonid, the son of Maxim Moskvin. Leonid quite hates what's become of the Red Line. Maxim Moskvin murdered his brother, Andre Moskvin, the previous leader of the Red Line. Maxim murdered him out of paranoia at the behest of the manipulative General Corbett. Leonid is on to their schemes and will not stand for the murder of Artyom, regardless of the consequences. Leonid frees Artyom, ushering him into the vent system where Artyom learns of the power struggles between General Corbett and Maxim Moskvin, and a coming attack from the Reds on the entirety of the Metro. 
a move to take power which will result in countless deaths. But if they're successful, then they will control D6 and the Metro will be under their rule. Not only that, General Corbett intends to take the Child Dark One and domesticate it, to use it as a weapon on enemies. Pavel is leading these efforts, so it's time to hunt our old friend down. Pavel has some explaining to do. There are hits and misses with Pavel and the Red Line Communist forces as Artyom searches for answers. It's when Artyom reaches Oktyabrskaya that a terrible truth is revealed. The thing taken from D6 by Lesnitsky, the weapon that will bring the Metro under Red Line rule, is a bioweapon, a strain of Ebola. It has a 95% mortality rate and was engineered specifically to be ruthlessly lethal extremely quickly, then to turn harmless, kill population centers, then cleanup crews can arrive to clear the area shortly after. That's how the Red Line intends to take the Metro for themselves. Bioweapons were the secrets held within D6, not stockpiles of resources. Taking D6 is taking access to an arsenal. Miller knew about this, but he didn't have the heart to tell allies of the Order that all D6 contained were weapons. He kept on hope that if they explored more of the facility, they would find something to aid in survival, but they never did. Just bioweapons. Lesnitsky snuck samples of it out, delivered it to the Red Line, and now a test run of the weapon has been completed at Oktyabrskaya. And dear God, it is horrific. The station is filled with corpses. The Reds have arrived just to burn evidence of what happened here and to help citizens along in their deaths. Artyom finds Anna here, not protected with a mask, they make it to Hansa territory nearby, where a quarantine station has been established to suppress the spread of the virus. Thankfully, Artyom and Anna are not infected. Khan is here, and is quite done, waiting around on Artyom and the Order in regards to finding the Child Dark One. Khan knows that it is near, and to find this child, they must travel to a dangerous and mystical location in the gullet of the metro that he calls the River of Fate. At the River of Fate, if they so desire it with pure intentions, they will be delivered to the Dark One. Sure enough, the two are pulled through memories involving Artyom's actions during the destruction of the Botanical Garden, and through otherworldly passages, find themselves near a train holding the child Dark One. We have to hand it to Khan. Either that was one hell of a parlor trick, or our friend really does know a thing or three about the unexplainable magics of the world. They fight their way through Hansa forces protecting the train, and finally, after all this effort, make contact with the child Dark One. Literal contact, in fact. When Artyom takes the hand of the little one, a piece of his own past is unlocked, something that was put away not long after it happened. That event when he was a child, when he went to the surface with two friends to see the botanical gardens, when they opened those doors and were attacked by animal mutants, when little Artyom froze and was saved by a lumbering dark being. The being, an adult dark one, took Artyom's hand and made contact. This is the first time communication occurs between the fledgling species and humans. It's only because Artyom is a child that it is successful. His mind wasn't hardened to the world. It was easier to meld with. To make contact with an adult human was dangerous. 
it could drive them to madness. The terrible effects the Dark Ones inflicted upon humans in Metro 2033 were perhaps really not intended. Artyom had made that communication link to them when he was young, thus why he was able to understand and hear them as an adult through psychic events. The memory of this encounter, this link to the Dark Ones, was lost to him as time wore on, as though being separated from the Dark Ones caused him to forget them. But now, Artyom remembers. Separated from Khan, the two traveled together, trying to make it back to Polis, a supposed peace talk between the Red Line, the Fourth Reich, and Hansa is to take place there soon. This is where the treachery of the Red Line must be revealed before all the leadership of the Metro. Measures must be enacted to stop them, to prevent the Reds from encroaching on D6 and stopping the release of the bioweapon upon the Metro. The Child Dark One could creep into the mind of whoever is representing the Red Line. The Child could compel them to speak the truth. They could stop the massacre, but they must be quick, and there are Red Line forces that still stand in their way. During their race back to Polis, the Child learns lessons from Artyom. He learns of forgiveness, revenge, mercy, hatred. It's all based upon the choices Artyom makes along the way. What lessons will he pass on to the Child Dark One? Artyom finally confronts Lesnitsky and Pavel. The Dark One Child reveals their memories to Artyom, showing him just how deep their corruptions and bloodlust feed. Artyom must choose their fates. These choices will be observed by the Child. Reuniting with Miller and Khan near Polis, introducing them to the Dark One Child, a vision is shown when Khan links to the Child. There is a hive near D6. A hive of hibernating, matured Dark Ones. This is the future of the species. The child knows he must wake them up lest they face starvation in their slumber. Even Miller agrees to aid them in this. If the Dark One child will first lend them aid in Polis in handling the peace talks, aid them in revealing the intentions of the Red Army. The child quickly agrees to this deal, disguising itself as a normal human child as they walk through the Metro Hub, and seamlessly compels none other than Maxim Moskvin himself to reveal the truth of Andre Moskvin's murder, the manipulations of General Corbett over him, and their plans to take the virus of D6 from the facility and to release it upon the Metro. In fact, the Red Army was preparing to storm D6 at that very moment. If they get that virus, if they get it out of D6, then it's game over. For everyone who isn't a Red, the Child, the Dark One, must wake his people before it's too late. He departs from the humans, carrying the lessons Artyom taught with him. A grand stand is made by the Spartan Order as the Red Army attempts to overtake D6. No efforts are spared. The Red Line treats their conscripted soldiers like fodder to accomplish their goals, pure numbers to overwhelm an enemy. Loss of life does not matter, and when victory for the Red Line seems to be slipping away, they usher in a massive battering ram train to destroy the line, pulverizing everything in its path. Seems like it worked too. The defense is destroyed. The leadership of the Red Army steps into D6 with no resistance. General Corbett. They will take the bioweapon, they will use it, they will own that metro, and all it will cost 
are thousands of innocent lives. What does life matter to the power-hungry, the greedy, the would-be usurpers? To save the Metro from this fate, Artyom crawls to the self-destruction panel of D6, turn it all to ash, destroy the weapon, and all within the facility. It's the only way to stop the madness. But the Dark Ones are awake now, and assuming Artyom taught the child of mercy and forgiveness, he's not alone in this. The child gently tells Artyom that there's no need for destruction. It will be all right. The child pats Artyom's hand away from the detonator, and the now-awakened Dark Ones end the madness. These newly awakened beings are not enemies to the people of the Metro, the survivors of the long-past war. They now act to preserve them, to defend them. They forgive their destructive actions of the past. They understand their fear. And they know that they cannot coexist. The roots of fear are too deep within the people of the Metro. It will take time for the Dark Ones to grow once again as a species. And it will take time for the humans to learn that they can cooperate, perhaps even communicate. Before it departs, the Dark One child promises Artyom that one day, when it's grown up, it'll return. They will meet again another time.